think your YMCA doesn't have a pool, though. So it's, like, it? like, it's sort of, of functionally them, useless. None of them have pools. Like, that's, is that the main service that the YMCA provides in America? I would say that's one of the bigger ones. I would say yeah. that's yeah, maybe the main thing. Yeah, that it's, is like, really? it's a gym oh, with a pool. Yeah. Oh, we we have we have the gym, but that's like a side gig. You know, that's that's not the main attraction. The main attraction is um, very. Uh, I don't even know. The rooms are really bad, actually. It's not fun to stay at the YMCA. I don't even uh -oh. think most of the YMCAs have rooms in, in America. Rooms? <laughs> like hotel oh, rooms? Yeah, they, they used to be like dormitories, almost. They used to be hostels, oh. basically. Yeah, like, yeah that's, like... that's exactly it. They're hostels, yeah. Um, but they're not. In America, I don't think they serve that function anymore at all. I don't even know if they have rooms anymore. Do they no, have wall ball so. courts? Cause that's what they, really they do they do actually but like again that's just a side gig you know that's not the main thing that's people just... are really there for the young men and the christian associations <laughs> yeah the young men even though it's yeah as i was saying you know any gender any religion so it's it's very falsely advertised but yeah there you go that's some british law for you there <laughs> okay that's the deep well, lore yeah the deep the deep lore <laughs> of the ymca um <laughs> Alright, so uh, everyone, welcome uh, to Game Busters. If you are joining us for the first time, this is a podcast in which we do a deep dive each week on a game uh, from a little while ago that we uh, love or maybe uh, don't love or just want to talk about. And uh, today I have my uh, host, my co-host with me here, my lovely co-host, Ree, as always. I thought you were going to forget the lovely bit there. I would have been so devastated. But yeah, howdy, I'm here. Less lovely than last time, but still oh, holding on. Uh, and then we have a special guest, Annie, uh, who you may remember from our Phoenix Wright episode, like, many years ago, apparently. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, and then, uh, my brother, Nikhil, is back. Hello. Alright, so, uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump into it. I'm, uh, attempting to find the, the, uh, outline. There it is. Okay, so, um, yeah, for our opening, um, I was gonna ask, what would you guys do with uh, some one of these like super boost abilities from from Spyro in real life? So we're talking, I think either the super flame, supercharge, or super flight. I don't know if you remember those. You go through the gate and then you get super powerful and then just like yeah. run real fast or whatever the fuck. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was just curious if you guys want to run around and 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 say like, what are you thinking? God, mine's so boring. All I could think of with the supercharge is like, yes, I'll actually turn up to stuff on time. Like, I mean, I was late for this podcast. I was late as I said I'd be. But also, um, like, just turning up to, like, work and stuff. I'm, that's how far my imagination took me this week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ex extremely exciting. Uh, I know. Re, uh, thank you for bringing that... Uh, you got to start on a bang. I've drawn in so many people now. Right. They're going to okay. keep listening. Yeah. I, can, I can hear people clicking away. <laughs> Anakil, what do you got? Um, I also was thinking the supercharge uh, because I don't have a car, so I could use it to get around town. Um, I think it would be pretty handy to, you know, maybe get on the streets, go get a haircut, get some groceries, that kind of a thing. I like I'm, I'm surprised you all don't very... want to fly. I mean, like I was gonna it, say, <laughs> it, it seems like that would help you get around town faster. That's gonna be. Yeah, but wouldn't you rather run on the streets really fast? I don't think so. <laughs> I think I would rather fly, because it, it feels like if you run real fast, you could easily just like I don't know if anyone's seen the boys, but like the first episode. Oh no. Is the, yeah, like the super fast guy literally runs through a woman on the street and explodes oh, no. her. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'd be worried about that. In the sky, you know, it's like, maybe I hit a bird, and, like, that's pretty bad, but it, it could be worse. 
You heard it here. Nerf doesn't care about birds. <laughs> <laughs> Save the birds. Yeah. I'm, I'm on a... Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. So, Annie, do you, you wanted to fly? Yeah, I also would say super flight. Like, flying, like, if, you know, that question, the age-old question of, like, what superpower you would take if you, like, could. I've always been, like, one of them would probably be flying. So, like, yeah, flying. Okay. You know, yeah, to I, be I, with the birds instead of destroy them, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I would probably say the same thing, honestly. Um, there's a... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think I would fly just, like... I, I think that would help you reach your destinations very quickly, too, just without the risk of, like, running into the side of a building and dying. <laughs> but um, you could make a lot of money being, like, a track person. That's a good point. There you go. Do track people make a lot of money? If you go to the Olympics and stuff, yeah. Yeah, the best track people. Yeah. But okay. will they will well, they let you take the supercharged portal thing with you to the Olympics? I feel like that's a performance enhancing drug. Oh, that's true. Mm. That's true. Yeah, does it just yeah, well, work by itself or do you need the portal? I think I think you gotta run through the gate to get it, but as long but as long as you don't stop, you keep it, right? So I guess so you could you run, run right run to the Olympics. Right to the Olympics, yeah. <laughs> Just, like, get there the exact right second and just, like, <laughs> run across the line. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. So, everyone, let's uh, step into the Hall of Fame, Lester. Uh, as you remember, we have located it uh, on the moon. The oh, I missed this part. Moon. Okay. Yeah, the lore has, has oh. uh, changed since you <laughs> were here. Expanded. We are it's expanded. It's back. It is someone's backyard. What happened? Yeah, it used to be in the backyard. It is it is expanded to encompassing the entirety of the moon. Um, I love how we went from debating whether we can afford a third wall, and now we're just like, ah, fuck it, SpaceX. <laughs> got a grant. Elon. Well, Elon Musk stepped in, and you know. Uh, We've got some extra funding coming from a questionable source. A big um, fan of the show, Elon Musk. Yeah, big fan. Uh, not, I, I gotta say, Elon, you gotta tone it down, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. You've got you've got several kids, you know. Just, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> you're like, not a fifteen-year-old shit poster anymore. <laughs> All right. So um, this week we're gonna do. Um, the best non-speaking companions in in video games and it was inspired by you know our friend sparks here uh from the spyro series so obviously it, i wouldn't be including sparks in, in one of the, the nominees here but yeah let's let's go around so annie who did you bring with you um see i had a really hard time with this one and i'm gonna be totally honest i didn't realize that it said companion so i'm going to make an argument for this <laughs> okay yeah. so i was gonna say jack from jack and dexter um which is technically the main character person, but yeah. um, can we argue that actually he's the side character because that's what Daxter would have wanted? Well, in the video game Daxter for the PSP, he was. Well, well there you there go. go. He also so only it... doesn't talk in like the first one, which is the only one okay. that I've played. But <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna write Daxter's friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna try and support you as much as I can. Thanks. Appreciate um, it. Uh, Ree, who have you got? Okay, well, I knew it was going to be some dog from a video game. And it was almost dog meat from Fallout, especially Fallout 4, because mm -hmm. he's such a good boy in that one. He's but a good boy. then I remembered that Fable 2 exists, and I really don't want to spoil it in case no one's played this game from 2008. I wish Microsoft would remember that Fable 2 exists. <laughs> I, I know... I won't get sidetracked too much, but I was trying to find a way to play it on PC, and I can't. What the hell, Microsoft? You can't. I know. Like, <laughs> you literally can't. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, it's the it is the only it's the only Microsoft game you can't play on PC. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anyway, but, sorry. Uh, Go on. Yeah, so the dog in Fable Two. Um, I guess close your eyes. We don't want spoilers for the very end, but uh, at the end, the when you're facing the final boss. Uh, he's about to shoot you, and your dog jumps in front of the bullet and takes it for you, and it's oh just... Oh my god. As a, as a kid, that really hit me, you know? So... Like uh, like a like a get down Mr. President? Yeah, like 100%. Yeah. Well, actually, no, he doesn't, like, push you down. He just swoops in there and takes a bullet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't account for the fact that the, the antagonist did bring another bullet with him. But, you oh, know, no. it's, the, it's the fault oh that counts. God. It's the oh, fault that counts. A, he is a dog, right? So... Yeah, so yeah, yeah I, the, I can't that blame kind of forward thinking for isn't usually <laughs> sort of it's something I look for in dogs. Yeah, but you uh, know, okay, I've gotta give that to him. Yeah. Okay, Nikhil, who have you got? Um, okay, so for non-speaking, I kind of interpreted it as like they don't communicate with you and talk to you. Because um, so I went with the Pokemon that follows you in HeartGold SoulSilver. Um, oh wow, that's pretty good. They can oh, kind of. Good. I mean, they say their name if you talk to them or, or whatever noise the Pokemon makes, but they don't like communicate with you. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same situation as Pikachu and Yellow. Yeah, yeah, and this this was a big deal when this came out because, you know, it, they hadn't incorporated this feature ever since the original game Yellow where Pikachu followed you. But in this one, it was whoever the lead Pokemon in your party was. So, you know, your favorite yeah. Pokemon could follow you around the whole game if you wanted. Yep, and it took them uh, another 10 years for them to do it again. Yep, we <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Yeah, this is where the series kind of peaked, so. Yeah, it definitely did. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, also, it is I think the the twentieth or not twenty. It's the twentieth anniversary of Gold and Silver this week. The originals. Oh, yeah. okay. So that's exciting. Bake a cake. Yeah. Um. Okay. So mine is. Uh. I I thought I was thinking obviously dog meat from Fallout, but that's too obvious. So, when I I, I searched around a little bit. I don't know how many of you played uh, Far Cry Five, but uh the companions and there's like a lot of companions in that game they added into the the far cry series they didn't have companions before and one of them is a bear named oh, cheeseburger God. i was gonna say if you say anything other than the bear we're not friends <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so that right so there there's a bear named cheeseburger who like he like is an exhibit at a museum or something what does he do he's like at a, a zoo or something or yeah something it's like, like a, a mu- like a place you like a petting zoo kind yeah. of a thing yeah they, they, but you'd give them money and they do horrible things to animals yeah yeah uh like a circus i guess but <laughs> um anyway like you rescue him from there and so he's like a bear that becomes your friend and like he just will basically like trade like fighting favors for cheeseburgers <laughs> and he loves eating them and then like there's at one point like one of the guys like warns you like he's got the diabetes <laughs> <laughs> um and, like, you know, he's, he's very fun. I think it's really exciting for you to be, like, sneaking around in, like, a camp and, like, taking out cultists. And then your bear just jumps down from the sky. Um, and just, like, you know, belly flops onto somebody. Um, it's it's always fun. So, um, that's my... And then a special shout-out, obviously, to uh, the dog, Boomer, and the, the uh, cougar, Peaches, who are also great animal companions in that game. Uh, Boomer is really cool because he's the dog and he like he'll he'll basically like steal guns from people and carry them back to you while you're like sneaking around camps which is really cool but uh anyway yeah so i'm I'm nominating uh, my friend cheeseburger here so let's uh let's go and get to the voting uh annie where are your votes going Uh, i gotta go uh cheeseburger okay um and i think i'm i'm gonna go with the fable dog 
Fable Dog. Okay. All right, Nikhil. I will go with. Uh, I gotta go cheeseburger. Um, you know the diabetes bear. And, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I'll go Pokemon. Okay. Uh, keep doing that. Uh, okay. And then uh, Re, where are you going? Uh, so I'm gonna have to give one of my votes to Fable Dog. Um, but okay. also gonna go with Pokemon mainly because I want Nintendo to please re-release that game because it's so good. There's a rumor because they had to, they re-signed the or they re-upped the um the, what's it called the trademark on Heart Gold Soul Silver like two weeks ago. So please, uh, there's like I a beg. there there's like a rumor. There's been a rumor going around that they're gonna release all of the old Pokemon games on Switch in December, which would make sense because that would make them a lot of money. Yeah, so. but I feel like that's exactly yeah. why they're not gonna. Do <laughs> yeah, that's, they're that's allergic to making obvious. money. No, but the thing, well, like the th- it's gonna be in like they're gonna have like release Heart Gold and Soul Silver for like you know forty dollars. Like on on Switch, <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. And then there's like a half an hour window when you can get it, and then it's. Like <laughs> <forever>. <laughs> um, I you know what I was like ma- I'm still mad about Mario All Stars disappearing, but like I was like I I don't think I'm very mad about Mario 35 disappearing anymore. <laughs> oh it's god, okay. no! It's it's yeah, it's a very okay it's game. It's very it's I'm very bad at it. Um, that's the online okay. one, right? Yeah, this is Where Mario Battle Royale. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Mario 99. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's called Mario 35 because there's 35 of you, not 99. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so my votes are, again, we're going to complicate things because uh, my oh, votes no. are going to go. Maybe we need a new voting system. I'm going to do Pokemon, but I'm also going to do Cheeseburger. Oh, um, this is going to be so quite the hybrid. I guess the the hybrid is maybe your Ursa Ring that's following you around. I don't know. How do we want to do this? <laughs> that's kind of reasonable. Um, it's it's almost too reasonable though. Yeah. It's not what I want. Yeah, that that would be the most normal hybrid we've had so far, and that's unacceptable. I want a yeah, Pokemon I... that looks like a cheeseburger. Ooh. Oh, okay. A cheeseburger Pokemon would be mm-hmm. good. It, what are what are other food Pokemon? There's, I know the, there's ice the ice cream, cream. Mongus. Uh, yeah, whatever his name is. Uh, Vanillax yeah. and Deluxious. De- 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 I don't know what they're called. Um, Delicious. <laughs> Uh, okay, we'll, we'll we'll fashion some sort of a cheeseburger Pokemon out of Vanillax, I guess. <laughs> um, make oh, I can insert him into like a Happy Meal or something. <laughs> He's like, a, it's a it's a um, Vanillax milkshake. Oh, okay, <laughs> gotcha, fries gotcha. sticking out of it. Right, right. Okay, well, I'll I'll do some workshopping on it. Uh, okay, let's get into bustums, everybody. Please pull out. Uh, I don't know if do we have hammers in this any of these we're games. Just, we're just gonna supercharge into it. We're gonna supercharge into <laughs> the, the Spyro franchise. Um, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna try to like cover like the whole history of the franchise here a little bit, but mostly focus on the earlier games because uh, those are the ones that were good and fun. Um, <laughs> that always helps. Yeah, it it, it does help. So um, yeah, the first uh, so let, let's get into it. Uh, I'm gonna run through the kind of the history of the series quickly. Uh, let me. Let me pull up the Wikipedia page because there's those I can't ever remember the, na- the names of those three Xbox 360 games that were horrible. Oh yeah, they um, all just sort of merged into one glitchy, like, not very nice um, looking mess. No, it wasn't very good. Okay, so yeah, obviously started out with Spyro the Dragon, uh, and so the these games were created by Insomniac, and this was kind of their big breakout uh, with Spyro, but. 
Uh, Insomniac would go on to create Ratchet and Clank uh, and make all of the games in that series, and then uh, later uh, Spider-Man for PS4. So they are good at video games. Um, <laughs> so I mean, that's a, that's a pretty impressive pedigree. Um, and oh, so also, our most prestigious award there is uh, the Game Busters Good at Video Games Award. Yeah, I think we'll give one of those out at the end of the year. There we go. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. So in 1998, that first game came out, and it was a huge uh, critical and commercial success, actually, which is like. Not typically the story with these kinds of things, like where the first game really hits it off, but uh, yeah, it did, and it sold 5 million copies, which was pretty crazy back then for, you know, a new IP. <laughs> like, that's that's a, that's pretty insane. Um, and this was, of course, before Activision owned, or it's not Activision, or well, it was before Activision owned Spyro, and it was before Sony owned Insomniac, so, I mean, Spyro at the time amounted to just a random indie platformer, right? Imagine, like that, you know, independent companies instead of two companies owning everything. I've never heard of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, so Spyro, like, uh, was a big breakout hit, and then literally the next year, because they used the same engine for, like, all three of these, so they were able to kind of get them out one year after another. Uh, so 1999, Ripto's Rage came out, which I personally think is the best one. Uh, and, uh, Ree, you may know that as Gateway to Glimmer. Yeah, I was I about know. to say, Gateway oh. to they Glimmer, the dumbest they, name yeah, does they changed the, the name in the UK. Did it say it, I don't know why. I'm, I'm, I might check real quickly. Uh, I, I don't know why they changed the name, but it's like I think it's like just in the UK and Australia, they changed the name to Gateway to Glimmer. Maybe they thought Ripto's Rage was too aggressive for you Brits. <laughs> no, but we didn't even get the cutesy Spyro design that they got in Japan on the box art, where he looks like an anime character, whereas here he looks edgy. He was a cool kid. But yeah, Gateway to Glimmer, which is really weird because Glimmer's just the first level. And then you don't really go back to it. So, yeah, that was a really weird name choice. Yeah, yeah, because it's just the first stage. It was actually just uh, a misprint, but they, you know, covered it up. <laughs> we'll put a sticker on the box. <laughs> uh, why was... Okay, hold on. I, I know this is not really something I should be doing while hosting a podcast. I, I have to know, though. Um... <laughs> Oh, okay, so it was suggested that in, internally that uh, it's Sony that certain European, that the European countries would like more fantasy names, whereas <laughs> Americans preferred fighting games, so they wanted to put Rage in that title. <laughs> no, also, America. it was the Americans being awkward. I, I love that. Yeah, so this is like a, this is just like old men in suits, basically. <laughs> Again, trying to figure out what the kids like. <laughs> okay, interesting. All right, so... Uh, anyway, so the original trilogy, Spire of the Dragon, Ripto's Rage, and Year of the Dragon, uh, were all three huge uh, critical and commercial successes, um, and uh, I'm sure everyone, I think uh, all, all of us here have played at least a little bit of each of those games, so we can, you know, kind of talk about those uh, in a bit. So, Nikhil, I know we played these next ones, which was Season of Ice and Season of Flame, which yeah, were the we, Game Boy uh, Advance ones. Yeah, we erased those from our memory, I think. Those were... Those yeah, were there are... They were under underwhelming. They they were rated like okay. They yeah. they met like middling success and was like everyone was like yeah you know this is a because like back then I don't think handheld games were expected to be very good. Oh no, not <laughs> oh yeah, there were so many bad handhelds. <laughs> and like they did it with like a lot of known franchises, you know, like on console it's like this is good, and then the handheld one is like a bad version of that. Yeah, yeah, like this um, is what you get the younger sibling for Christmas, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um... Nikhil, do you, I don't know if you remember this, until we got those SPs, like, for, like, a year, we had to share one Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Oh, man, that was terrible. It was not good. And we always had that um, uh, plug-in, like, 
USB little light since it didn't have a light in the yeah the, the, the worm light that, yeah, yeah, oh god helped. no that sends me back that's probably why <laughs> we have terrible we are now, now we are now boomer cast right now remembering oh, yeah. the time yeah. before <laughs> Game Boys had backlights uh, um okay so the next uh trilogy is was like met with definitely less critical critical success. Uh, and that was Enter the Dragonfly, Attack of the Rhinox, and A Hero's Tale. So, uh, I don't I know that we played Attack of the Rhinox. I remember that second one. Oh, God. Right, yeah. I don't, I don't think, think it sold yeah. very well. Um, I think A Hero's Tale did better. I think Attack of the Rhinox might have been an exclusive, and so a lot of people didn't see it. Um, but, like, yeah, I, I, we, I know we played Enter the Dragonfly and A Hero's Tale. Those were basically the same as the first trilogy, but worse. Yeah. I mean, it was exactly the same setup. They just, like, gave Spyro, like, s like two new powers. Like, they gave him ice and lightning breath, and we're like, okay, it's, it's new. Oh, no, you like forgot bubble breath. He had bubble breath. Oh, might, yeah, he had bubble breath, sorry. I might be getting ahead of myself here, but is is that the one where they got that really famous actor to voice Spyro or Sparks? Or no, Bruce? that's coming later. That's oh, coming okay. Later. Um, I'll shut up. <laughs> so, oh, and it's worth mentioning that the uh, original voice of Spyro in these games is Tom Kenny, also known as SpongeBob, and you know, also known as a famous comedian. So, uh, if you hear, if you listen to Spyro talk, I mean, you can hear Tom Kenny talking. Like, it's oh, definitely yeah. SpongeBob. Yeah, if you no, just like listen to it. It's it's very obvious. He only uses a very slightly different voice. Huh. Um, also worth noting that all three of the original trilogy games received, like, massive critical acclaim and won awards all around the world for the music, which should be no surprise. I oh, mean, it's a some brilliant of the best music soundtrack. in video games. And so the good. composer for these games was Stuart Copeland, who was a member of the band The Police. Wow. I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, interesting. Uh, he didn't do a lot of soundtrack composing, but the ones he did, like, he really killed it and got a lot of awards, so... He actually very recently... He did very recently did a tour, I think, where... He actually only performed music from Spyro. Like, how sick is that for a bloody kids platform? That's awesome. Game? Yeah. Um, okay, so now we get to the really bad trilogy, um, <laughs> which no, uh, oh, oh well, we missed the Crash games. So I don't know if you guys remember the Spyro and Crash did like two <gasps> team up games. I'm so glad you brought that up because that is that's got a special place in my heart. For the first time as a kid, oh, really? I realized a video game was bad. It's the first time <laughs> I can remember as a kid going, "This isn't good." So yeah, I love I I have a love hate relationship with Crash Purple on the Game Boy. Yeah, so Crash Purple and Spyro Orange were like uh, <laughs> I don't names. think they were well received. Me. Like. Uh, and then they had a team-up game that followed both of those two called The Cortex Conspiracy, which I think also flopped. Um, I, didn't, I don't think I wasn't we played that. that I wasn't even aware it existed until today when I was reading <laughs> about this. So, uh, Spyro's had a storied history. Um, okay, so the, the last, the new trilogy was um, Shadow Legacy, A New Beginning, and Eternal Night. And those were... <laughs> These are getting um, more and more intense. That's so dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> It's so insane, and those were Xbox 360 exclusives, I think, or they might have been on PS3 and 360, yeah. Um, but, yeah, those three games were actually beat-em-up games, uh, not, you know, like, adventure platformers. So Spyro had, like, punching and kicking and stuff. Um, his tiny and little oh, yeah. fists. Tiny fists, and, like, <laughs> yeah, it, it was, they were all very poorly received, all sold badly, and yet they made three of them. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> 
that's uh, what I although, didn't understand. It was, was it just like the Avatar films where they did all all of them at the same time? And now it's like, shit, we just better drop them now, I guess, you know? No, it probably was because they all came out one after another like that every year. So Also featuring uh, voice voice talent of Elijah Wood and Gary Oldman. Yeah, that oh, was. No. I, yeah. I, I didn't want to. Uh, so yeah, Elijah Wood famously became Spyro at this point, and uh, like I love Elijah Wood. I think Wilford is one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. But I also am like, it wasn't great. He make he makes <laughs> such interesting choices. He made an interesting decision in in the voicing of this character. Um, so then basically the Spyro franchise died for ten years. Um. <laughs> the only uh, the only uh, bits we heard of him were, of course, everyone's favorite Skylanders. So, oh wow, where, where the Skylander yeah. fandom at? Come on, let's get their clicks. Yeah, I want the Skylanders to come out now. Um, so interestingly, the first game, uh, the first Skylanders game was not a, it wasn't a Spyro game. It was a crossover uh, of Spyro with Skylanders, even though Skylanders was a new franchise. So. I don't know that that's really ever been done elsewhere, but basically Spyro was added into the game to like inter- to like you know a- act as a ramp to like get people into Skylanders. Um, so it was called like Spyro and the Skylanders, kind of a thing, you know. <laughs> um, and he had an interesting character design in that one. Yeah, I didn't love that, and I mean like a lot of weird characters have featured in Skylanders. Like I don't know if you guys know this, but Bowser and. Uh, Ganondorf have both been in Skylanders. I genuinely um, have no idea. No, I haven't I'm... seen that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyway, the first one was just called Skylanders, like, Spyro's Adventure. And so that was, you know, that was, the idea was like, okay, this is a crossover between our new franchise and Spyro. And then Spyro sort of left the franchise after that, like, didn't really show up again. And Skylanders continued on its own. Um, and... I don't really know that they did a lot with the character in that other than just trying to use him as like a launch pad for their new toys to life (laughs) phenomenon. It's just interesting that they were like, let's take this character from a long time ago and use him to get kids to do a thing that's made for (laughs) kids when they've never really heard of Spyro. Yeah, that's that's a good point, actually. And it's not like they're going to get the old Spyro fans because, you know, one, they're probably a bit too old for at least the beginning of the toys to life thing. But also, you, they completely alienated all of them by massively changing the design so he looks like a pug, but like <laughs> yeah. even more squashed. Yeah, it was disgusting. It's it, not it good. Um, he can't breathe. And I, and, I, and I certainly don't want a real-life statue of it in my home. Exactly. Like, why do I want to be reminded that that's what he's he's become? So, yeah, that was a very interesting decision on that. Now, a fun, a fun fact, Hans Zimmer did compose the music for Skylanders no, Spyro's no, Adventure. No, you're, you're, make you're making that up. <laughs> Why are all these people not? involved in the franchise? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, they might have gotten okay. him because they put Spyro in it. Oh, that's how they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was obviously an Activision franchise. So, by the way, uh, Spyro was acquired... The IP for Spyro was acquired by Activision in 2008 after the horrible 360 games. Um, and they just kind of were sitting on it. They're like, you know, doing as Activision does, like, how can we milk this for money? Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, Spyro basically died for about nine years. Um, the Dark Ages. And then the Dark Ages. Yeah. And then in 2018, of course, Spyro Reignited trilogy came out, and everyone was happy and everyone cheered. <laughs> um, have Have any of y'all played the Reignited ones? Oh, an ungodly amount. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have, I have two. I, I'm actually playing through Year of the Dragon right now. I, obviously the day that it, 
came out, I bought it, and I, I played through Ripto's Rage. So I guess this is a good time as any. I, I will say that uh, Spyro 2 Ripto's Rage is very solidly in my top five video games of all time uh, across anything. I have played it, I think, to... I've 100%ed it five or six times, but I think I've played the actual game maybe 14, 15 times, uh, more than any other game, for sure. Um, and that the reason for that is, one, because... Um, uh, I don't, Nikhil, do you remember, like, uh, when we were, like, younger, we had, like, the PSPs? Did you ever use yours, by the way? Uh, I played that Star Wars game a lot. Oh, Battlefront 2. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. had it on there. Or was that um, Battlefront 1 back then? Uh, no, it was the old Battlefront 2. Oh, before the PSP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my my friend down the street was on it. Like, he, he, like, hacked the PSP and he put the Spyro Trilogy on it. Nice. And oh, so nice. the literally the only thing I used the PSP for was just playing... Ripto's Rage, like, over and over again, <laughs> like, the whole way through, um, and I just got so, you know, like, I was like, that's what the PSP is for, is for playing these hacked games, we, I never bought a PSP game. <laughs> I was about to say, that's the most use anyone got out of an original PSP, uh, yeah. I think. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, probably more use than anyone got out of a Vita, I guess, either, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so that, that sort of is, like, where we are now, uh, Reignited was a great return to the series, it's probably, like, the most loving remake I've ever seen of a game. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, uh, easily. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and, yeah, so I think that uh, let's let's dive into, like, talking about it. So uh, in the in the 90s, there were, like, a bunch of, um, like, mascot platformers, basically, that were coming out. And the uh, everyone was sort of wanting to have their own Mario, right? Like, and... I know it's crazy to think about now, but, like, there was a time where, like, Mario and Sonic were fighting for the, the title of, like, the video game guy, you know? <laughs> Which is so hilarious. And then they went to it the is, Olympics yeah. together. <laughs> then, they, then, yeah, now they're at the Olympics together, which is where they belong, I think. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so, uh, but there was a lot more going on back then. There were so many, there were so many mascots trying to make it in there. I mean, Ratchet and Clank are obviously in there. Uh, Spyro, Crash, uh, Jack and Daxter, Conquer the Squirrel. There was Gex the Gecko. There was a hundred. There, there was like a hundred of these bad boys that were all just mascot adventure platformer collectibles. Banjo Kazooie, like, um, they just were popping them out, and everyone wanted to have their own Mario, right? Which is what always happens when something is successful. I did um, see a thing online for something called Awesome Possum, and I'm very intrigued. Oh, we love Awesome Possum. <laughs> he, he also he also died in I think 1998. So yeah, apparently he was created as a rival for Sonic. So oh, we could have had out? Awesome Possum. We are missing out. <laughs> yeah. Um, Imagine OCs for that. Now that could have changed the internet dramatically. So where where are all these platforming mascots now? Uh, are they all dead? Uh, Rayman, he's gone. Sly Cooper, I don't know. Uh, what about Arrow the Acrobat? The bat who oh. does aer- acrobatics? <laughs> you've, but, you've got to make that one up. That sounds like a Sonic but, okay. but But now, why? Bu- he has wings. Listen to me. Listen to me. Bubsy? We love Bubsy. Oh, yes. And Bubsy's we, return to the stage in Bubsy 3D redefined video games. Also, can we just point out that Bubsy isn't dead because he had a game last year, so... You know, what, he, was he it Bubsy Gordy? What, what, what's coming out? <laughs> <laughs> you can smell it. Was it what, <laughs> Bubsy Returns? Oh. Yeah, it was something like that. It came out on the PS4 last year. 
Um, just to sort of capitalise on the fact that Bubsy 3D had become a meme, and for some reason someone still owned the rights to Bubsy. <laughs> so they just dusted that off and released a very shitty PS4 game with the, all the charm that came with Bubsy. So uh, yes. if you are a fan of Bubsy, which I'm assuming you are if you listen to this podcast, check that out. It's called Pause on Fire. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Somebody save this guy. <laughs> okay, uh... Also, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm on an article looking at the lost platforming mascots of the 90s. There's another one called James Pond, underwater agent, <gasps> who was a fish with a gun. How, how did I forget about that one? How? <laughs> Amazing. Um, very good. And then uh, we also forgot about uh, Spot, who was just a red dot with feet and arms. <laughs> very um, good. Very good. Okay, that the was, names of his game. Sorry, the name. The names of his games were Cool Spot and then Spot Goes to Hollywood. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a 90s sitcom. <laughs> oh no, Earthworm Jim. How did we forget him? Oh no. Okay. That was another one. So basically what I'm getting at is there were, there were literally like five dozen of these babies, okay? All trying to be the next Mario slash Sonic and... Pretty much all of them died and only... And I'm just curious, like, why do you guys think that Spyro is still, uh, like, I would say Spyro made it to the solid B tier along with, you know, Crash Bandicoot and Ratchet and Clank and, uh, you know, has survived the transition to modern times. But why do you think that is? I think it's probably uh... because, like, I mean, with those other ones, they're so very clearly decided in, like, one meeting with all these businessmen just trying, just looking at a picture of Mario and Sonic and thinking, like, how? How did we do this? Um, Red dot. And I, I like how Spyro managed to sort of hide that corporate cynicism. I guess, like, I, I've got no denying that there probably was a bit, but I feel like there was a lot of genuine charm put into it. Like, my favorite is Year of the Dragon, and I like will genuinely just like laugh out loud still playing that. You know, to this day, there's just so much like charm and effort put into the characters and the world. It's it's really great. The sass yeah, yeah. is real. The sass is good, and like they're. I also want to point out that, like, if you, like, kind of look at all these mascots, you'll notice that each of them is, like, a slightly different color. <laughs> like, all trying to, like... Because, like, Mario was already red and Sonic's already blue. We gotta get one of these other colors in there. <laughs> and, yeah, and I mean, purple is a very, you know, dignified color that, like, sticks yeah. in your mind, so... Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I, w- I want to think about, like, what... So, you know, uh... Spire the Dragon, like, the first game, like, it, it did really stand out. Like, did, uh, what what memories does everyone have of that original trilogy? Does anyone have any, like, specific, like, memories of, of fun things from those games? Oh, my most, yeah. uh, we'll my most clear one is definitely the, the races you had to do, um, with that, that weird thing, that creature, um, you know, running what? around the track trying to... Oh, the egg, the, the egg, egg thief. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, he, yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks very strange, but, um... Yeah, you were basically yeah, trying to and, catch him and get the egg back. I mean, like, yeah, every night, like, I hear in my nightmares, like, echoing in the distance, like, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, don't. That, that triggered my <laughs> fight or flight response. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to spend, um, like, a long time trying to catch that we guy. We spent, like, way too long. It, it's, like, it's crazy looking back, like, on, on like, how bad you were at, at video games <laughs> when you were a kid, you know? Yeah, like, this, this like, stuff wasn't meant to be that hard. No, like, and, and like, but it's meant to entertain kids for a long time, you mm. know? Like... Like I was, like I said, I was playing the reignited Year of the Dragon uh, yesterday, and like I saw one of the egg thieves and was like, "Oh man, a buckle in!" And then I caught him like after thirty seconds. 
Um, yeah, but like, uh, I don't know, what, what else do you think? Uh, Re, do you have any specific memories? Um, well, I've got quite an interesting one, but first I'll start with the more normal stuff. And my one of my favourite things, um, I know this is like a sticking point for some fans, but in Year of the Dragon... I absolutely love all the different characters in it. Um, I think it's pulled off really well. Uh, but more better in the Reignite trilogy, I have to say. Uh, some of it hadn't aged well in the original Year of the Dragon. But I just loved... There was just so much to do um, in Spyro games. Like, you're really encouraged to... Um, through the platforming, to try and reach these... Uh, like, this this these like platforms in the far distance there was a lot of like experimentation in trying to get everywhere and then even more so when you had these other characters to play as so that's what i think of is just spending so much time trying to figure out how to get to a different part of the stage um and with that banging soundtrack playing as well yeah that's, that's yeah. what i think of yeah 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 um so yeah, I want to talk a little bit about the characters too, because I think they were all really endearing. Like obviously Hunter, everyone remembers Hunter. We love my him. favorite, my boy. <laughs> uh, you know he's like you know w- you know when you talk to him and he's like press the triangle button to hover at the end of your glide. You know <laughs> he's like straight out of college. Yeah, like like a frat boy. Yeah. Is anyone else like kind of like nostalgic for like when people in video games would say the names of the buttons on the controller out loud? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know they're like yeah. turn the right stick to control the camera like somebody in the <laughs> game would like say that and it would be voice acted <laughs> they don't do that anymore no, um no, they've evolved and loss. then yeah uh Elora, the fawn who is the um i guess the beginning of a lot of people's art careers <laughs> um, <laughs> is what i'll say awakened a lot of furries in the world yeah that's uh yeah um and then uh of course the professor uh we love him love his work He's like, oh, I've opened the dragon portal once again. Ah. <laughs> um, and uh, Sparks has been a very faithful companion, I think, throughout the whole series. I I really think he's like a really fun companion. And uh, I love the, I think one of the key things that made Spyro fun was that the collecting wasn't made difficult. Because like, if you walk within like a few feet of a gem, Spyro picks it up, you know? Right. Like you don't yeah, have, you don't have yeah. to like you know it's not pre- you don't have to be like super precise and it allows you for a lot more like freedom and just kind of exploring the level. It's like very different from Mario, I think, in that way. Because uh, in Mario, you have to like you know exactly grab the coins or the stars or whatever. Um, and Mario is very precise platforming, and Spyro is very lenient with like how the platforming goes. You know. Except for the flying levels. <laughs> oh, oh no. the, the speedways. Oh, yeah. Don't. So... I hate the speedways. Give me so like, much now... anger. Even now, uh, speed- in the Reignited trilogy, I yeah. I left the speedways to last, and I think there's some I still Oh, yeah, done. I did too. Oh, for sure. Like, and I get the idea of being like, okay, this is, like, the challenge for the true gamers out there. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> I, I don't know, like, um, I think, oh, and also Zoe the fairy w- was also really fun. You know, the checkpoint fairy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was, like, her own little character and everything, which is fun. Um... But yeah, like, uh, I don't know. And then, obviously, everyone's favorite character in the franchise, uh, Moneybags, we will talk about a little later. <laughs> um, um, and But there were there were also a few others. Like, um, I think there was, like, wasn't there, like, in Year of the Dragon, there's, like, a weird, like, romantic arc between Hunter and, like, the bad sorceress who's trying <laughs> to kill you? I think that was, like, my first, like, ship as a kid when I was, like, in, like, six years old. Like, oh, they're cute together. <laughs> so there we go. Your first problematic fave. Yeah, yeah there we go. <laughs> um, 
God. Actually, sorry, I'm not sure where this is going to fit in, but I've got a funny little anecdote about Year of the Dragon. Yeah, yeah. Go so, um, are you guys aware of the anti-piracy measures in place in Spyro 3? No, no. not. No. So, if you had an illegitimate copy, um, you'd play the game normally for the first one, which I think is Summer Forest. And then when you get to the end of it, Zoe would say, oh, it looks like you're playing an illegal version of the game. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the police are on their way. <laughs> I know. And, and, be, and then say, you may experience some changes to the gameplay, so you might want to get, you, you might want to purchase a proper version of the game. And that scared the shit out of me at seven years old. Um, I can't I, believe they put fairy DRM into this I game. <laughs> but I kept playing. And they were not lying when they said that you will experience some gameplay difficulties. Uh, because what happens is that the language will randomly change. That's fun. Okay. Um, but more annoyingly is, you know how you collect eggs in that game? Yeah. They'll just randomly leave your inventory and you have to get them again. Like every time you put up the game, two will just leave and you have to go get them again. Um, it will crash sometimes. Um, I think that the speed would change or you just stop moving all of a sudden. Really fun stuff like that. Um, and obviously I stopped playing at that point and I got a proper version later on. But I look—I was looking into it today out of curiosity, just to sort of refresh my memory that that is something that happened and I didn't just make it up. <laughs> yeah, And yeah. it's 100% true. But the worst bit is, if I had persisted and somehow got to the end of the game, um, as soon as you like enter the final boss with the sorceress, your game gets deleted just like that. Oh uh, it takes you back to Summer Forest and it just deletes your save. So yeah, that's my, my fun little anecdote there is that if they um, were gonna go through all the trouble to make sure that the illegal copy would like sabotage you, like why would they just not make make it like not work at all? I know. Like they, they allow you to get to the end of the They just game wanna torture just, like, you. Yeah. They needed to yeah. thoroughly teach you a lesson. <laughs> Now, That's will you insane. ever buy an illegitimate video game again? But there is That's something the very point. terrifying about having Sergeant Bird yell at me in German, so that scared me as a kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about the other playable characters. Yeah, so in, in Spyro the uh, Year of the Dragon, you can play a Sergeant Bird who is a penguin who can fly and drop bombs, or the Yeti who just does Yeti stuff, I guess, and smashes things. <laughs> and um, Sheila, the kangaroo, also who has, um, I guess, inspired a lot of fan art, um, unfortunately. Mm. With that recent uh, design. I mean, that redesign was essentially... The redesign, yeah, from the art. redesign. Yeah, the redesign for the Reignited trilogy was very, uh, I guess, fan art inspired. Uh, <laughs> they knew what they were doing. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. Um, but uh, I also, I always loved Sheila. I think she was a really fun character. Um, but yeah, I kind of liked getting to try out new characters. I, I don't really think that any of their stages were as fun as Spyro's stages, honestly. Um, oh, yeah, true. But, does, oh yeah, I was going to ask, does anyone have any, like, stages in particular that stood out to them as really cool? Yes, actually. There's, uh, I think it's called this, I can't say it. It's the lava one in Spyro 2, like, the Badlands, I think. Yeah, Skelos Badlands. Yes. And that's only my favourite because I, for ages, didn't own a copy of Spyro 2. I had a demo disc when they existed. And it only had that on it, that stage. So I played that <laughs> on repeat so much. Um, and like the music is still ingrained in my head. And it, I just get a very nostalgic vibe from it. But also it's just a really fun level. I went back to it on the Reignited Trilogy. And I just I just really like that level. Yeah. 
I really... Yeah, because, uh, what is the name of the first level in the first game? Uh, the, the first level... Um, Glimmer. That's just Glimmer. That's why it's Gateway to Glimmer, I guess. <laughs> no, no, no. The, like, field that you, like, start on. I guess it's not even, like, a level. Oh, Ooh, you mean I just the mean. Summer Forest? Summer Forest. Um, yeah. I, that was, like, the only thing that I really played of it when I was, like, really young. And it was, like, my cousin at, like, my cousin's house. And I was, like, five. So you just walked around the hub world? Yeah. So it was just real fun for me. Because I was just, he just, like, started a new game for me and gave me the controller. And I was just, like, going around collecting gems. And it's just, like, <laughs> this cute little, like grassland like place okay. and the music is good and i just like so it just holds a special place in my heart because i had a lot okay. of fun okay. doing absolutely nothing in the game for quite a long time and so it is uh nico were you saying um, something? yeah i don't remember the the level name but the one where you do the ice hockey oh yeah that is uh oh, I uh, that ooh, one. Wait, uh no i can i can do this well the that that level is of course iconic because of yeah the music is also awesome the sound effects. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. I don't know if you guys know this or noticed it, but in the Reignited trilogy, they removed the chanting from the monks. They don't do that I anymore. Know. Oh, no. Because they decided it was racist. <laughs> Nostalgia ruined. Yeah. It, it honestly, I was like, I was like halfway down to like just deleting the game. <laughs> like, <laughs> Unacceptable. Um, the name of that one, I think, is Colossus. That is the name of that stage. Yeah. Colossus. Yeah. Um, that's very pretty. Right, yeah. That's a really good one, yeah. And I do like that they really, like, took inspiration from a lot of different, like, countries, I guess, you know? Like, you can tell with a lot of stages, like, you're traveling to a different country kind of a thing. Uh, like, oh, that's, yeah. a, that's, you know, China-inspired. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh, there's so many... Oh, so many of the stages are good, and we'll, we'll get into that in our, our game, which is going to be exciting. Um, <laughs> so, I do want to kind of, like, let's... let's I kind of want to talk about money bags and late-stage capitalism and our lessons learned from his interactions with him. Boy. <laughs> yeah, so that, I, that radicalized a lot of youth, I think. I think it did, honestly. Like, uh, I, I don't know if if anyone else felt like it was always like very unfair about like money bags is going to charge me three thousand gems to teach me how to swim or whatever. Yeah, they're just preparing um, you for adulthood. I think they were though. That's the thing. Like, th this is just how the world works, and. <laughs> Like, you know, and the fact that he was, like, you know, wearing a monocle and had a giant bag of money. He was like, oh, yes, <laughs> if you'd like to learn to swim, you can give me much money. Like, had a cigar or something, probably. I don't know. Instead of your, your hatred and rich people. Yeah, like, there, yeah. Are there are many people at Insomniac that were not happy with their landlords, and that, that bleeds through. Do you think that maybe Moneybags was sort of the physical manifestation of Sony with their dealings <laughs> with them? <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Might be actually, yeah, because they were the ones that I think were demanding a game every year. Yeah, they uh, were, and they, they were, were. completely, and they were completely burnt out by Year of the Dragon, which is completely understandable. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he kind of so, reminds me yeah. of. Uh, this is random. He reminded me a lot of Mr. Poe from a series of unfortunate events. Yeah, I don't know why. Does Mr. Poe also have a monocle? I think I imagined him having one. He, he probably should, and uh, he also like you know seems to be on your side, but he's also kind of like a greedy dude. Yeah, and he also is very unhelpful yeah. overall. Uh, this did remind me, and I can't believe I didn't write this down to talk about, but the cheat codes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Up left Sunglasses. triangle circle, get get like a yellow dragon. <laughs> Those were the best. <laughs> yeah, yes, like, you know, fat, fat fucking fathead Spyro. We got 2D Spyros, yeah. sunglasses, change your color, little head. Are you kidding? Yeah, little head was pretty great. 
<laughs> I really enjoyed those though. Like it, it, it's so fun. They made it very publicly known because yeah. even when we were kids, we knew about it, right? I don't know how we knew, but yeah. Do we have like, the internet? Did they had internet back then, right? <laughs> they had dial-up, of course. Yeah, you just uh, yeah. I, I think they had a uh, was it? What was the cheats website that everyone used? Was it cheat codes? Oh, cheatcodes.com. Cheatcodes.com. Yeah. <laughs> They're very upfront about what they were doing. <laughs> they got there first. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember Chico's.com. And we had a Game Shark too, but I think that was different. Um, Where you bought the manual. <laughs> yeah, what, well, the, the manual came. I, won- I wonder actually if it was if the Chico's were in the booklet that came with this the game. Probably. It's, po- it's possible. Um, yeah, anyway, there's a lot of fun cheat codes, and obviously all of them made it to the Reignited Trilogy, so definitely check those out. My Spyro is wearing sunglasses and is green. Um, okay. I like I like small head sunglasses. <laughs> that's, that's always fun. Um, another cool thing about the Reignited trilogy, by the way, is they remastered all of the music. But you can also, with the press of a button, switch between the old music as it was preserved oh. and the new rearranged music at any time. Oh, and you can make him good. look like old Spyro. Yeah, yeah, and you can actually yeah. use the the model from the PS One games. Yep, which is awesome. I like it. Um. Okay, so uh, let's let's go ahead and close out our bustums here with this main question. You know, does does Spyro need more or less ghosts? I think more. I think there was some ghost potential here, and we didn't get I a am whole a, lot. I am thinking, and I think Spyro actually avoided the whole like traditional graveyard stage of like every three D platformer. Was there even like a haunted stage in any of these? I don't remember one. I can't think of one, no. So, yeah, definitely huh, yeah. more. Dis- disappointing amount um, of ghosts. They, did, they in, had, like, a cursed stage, right? With the... Was it? I can't remember, no. Or, like, the... Does that, like, yeah, say something uh-huh. about, like, dragons and how they, they don't, like, bury their dead? <laughs> I, oh, God. Get, I guess it does. They, yeah. they obviously... Obviously, dragons cremate their dead, right? Yeah, I mean, the, that would make yeah, sense. Yeah, like, it makes sense. Um... That is strange, I guess. I never really <laughs> thought about they never had a um any spirits or go- there was the evil spirits from Colossus that lived in the statues you had to kill. Uh the ones that looked like ghastly. Mm. Um Oh yeah. Well they went and they, very difficult. They weren't to they weren't really so, no, they so were because they of that, I we could stand to have some more ghosts then. I'll take some more ghosts, yeah. Um I think yeah, you, all, okay. you always need more ghosts. Yeah, it, it, honestly, I don't even know if this question's worth asking because we generally, <laughs> we pretty much have to say more every time because, like, I, I don't really know if there is a game that has too many ghosts in it right Maybe now. Maybe Luigi's Mansion. No. I, I feel like that's, like, the right amount of ghosts, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it is time for games, uh, so I had fun with this one. This is a spy. So I'm gonna name some places here, and you're gonna tell me: is this a stage from Spyro, or is this an upscale Miami neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm interested in that. So, yeah, okay. these are now these these are all like very very high luxury subdivisions in Miami. Okay. Um, so, so uh, yeah, let's start off with uh, Terrace Village. Spyro. Miami neighborhood. Yeah, let's go neighborhood. No, that is from Spyro. Come on. Oh no. Annie, you got it though. So you're you're good at you're already good at this. True Don't Spyro uh, fan. Alright, uh Seashell Shore. That's Spyro. Spyro. Miami. That's a Spyro. God damn it. <laughs> I just wanted okay. to go against the grain. Alright. Okay, okay, how about this one? Snapper Creek. Oh no, that's a that's a neighborhood. Neighborhood, yeah. 
neighborhood. Neighborhood, yeah, that is a neighborhood. Okay, it could, uh, it very could be though. Yeah, that would be yeah. yeah. Uh, Fracture Hills. Ooh, that's Spyro. Oh, that's Spyro. Do you guys remember that one? That's a Scottish one, isn't it? It is the Scottish one, yeah, with the bagpipes <laughs> and the fawns. Oh, oh I, I love, I love the fawns. They're funny. Yeah, that that was a good stage. Uh, and the Earth Movers or whatever they're called. Oh, yeah, not the Earth Benders. No, they're go- they're go- I think they're called Earth Shapers, but they were like golems. If you get the if you get the illegal one, they call them Earthbenders. <laughs> and then they take away the egg yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, Journey's End. Ooh, that, that can't really be a neighborhood. That's not, That'd be a dark I neighborhood. I don't want to live there. <laughs> yeah. Is that like yeah, where you end I'm up after you play the game still, of life if you don't make enough fire. money? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what, what's that, what's everyone guessing? Uh, I'm going with neighborhood, but just a very concerning neighborhood. I'll go Spyro. I'll do Spyro. Yeah, this is a neighborhood. No, it's a very, it's a very high class luxury neighborhood called Journey's End. <laughs> Why? You'll never move somewhere Die. nicer, I guess. I think. It, well, yeah, I think that's the idea. It's like, oh, like this is where this is the, the neighborhoods don't get nicer than this. You'll never move away. You know. I can see the thought behind it, but I just feel like there should have been more than five minutes spent yeah. on that one in the meeting. You know. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Wormwood. Miami neighborhood, I think. The Wormwood? Uh, let's go, yeah, neighborhood. I'll do Spyro, just to be different. Yeah, you're wrong. It is a neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was lesson. excited about Never this one. I was excited about this one because, like, the Wormwood sounds like a fantasy forest, you know? Yeah. It it's like, it's like W-Y-R-M, you know? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. How about this one? Coral Gables. Gables. Um, Spyro? Miami. Na- yeah, neighborhood. All right, that yeah, that's in Miami. That's Coral Gables. See, um, I did accidentally cheat because I did look up Journey's End, <laughs> oh my and god. that's apparently that's apparently where Journey's End is. It's in Coral Gables. Just one. Oh fact. my god! If you because I am all coming together, living there and dying. Yeah. There, so <laughs> that will be our Journey's End. <laughs> uh, okay, Breeze Harbor. Spyro. That I Spyro. Yeah. Wait, what was it? Breeze Harbor. Oh, Spyro, yeah. Yeah, that's from Spyro too. I, I don't know if you guys remember that one with the like the pelican people and like the the firefighter slugs. <laughs> and Wait, no, is that the trouble the trolley one? The one that everyone Yeah, that about? is yeah. that oh, is the horror. Probably the no. hardest mission in the game, the trolley. Yeah. I can't believe rough. we got we got that far without bringing up trouble the trolleys. God. Oof. Um all right, the mooring neighborhood uh neighborhood I think. neighborhood yeah that's a neighborhood okay. okay nice nice and sunny villa oh that's gotta be spyro i think yes yeah spyro yeah yeah it is spyro uh you guys got most of these right i i think that um i think the spyro stages are pretty memorable which is probably what helped but i, I don't know i think these do kind of have like a weird they do kind of sound very similar yeah of course like, those are two f- two things i didn't think would go hand in hand mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah okay all right um yeah so let's uh let's close out here because uh andy's got to get moving soon um Let's uh, jump into the wishing well. So, uh, everyone, please bring out, I guess, a gem from Spyro. <laughs> and we're going to toss it into the wishing well. Okay. Um, so, um, as you guys probably know, Crash Bandicoot 4 came out, which is like a sequel to the original trilogy. 
like continuing in that style and story kind of a thing. And uh, ostensibly, it, like there's a lot of rumors, and it seems very obvious that like Toys for Bob, the same company who did the remaster or the the remakes, you know, like for Spyro and Crash, is working on Spyro Four right now, which I would anticipate to be released in a year. Um, so uh, assuming that is all happening, what do you want to see in like Spyro Four? What do you think would be cool? for it to add to the series from the original trilogy um kind of stuff like that so re what do you think oh well you asked a lot of like good questions there about stuff you'd add to the series but the only thing that i was thinking of for spyro 4 was i want them to like get a time machine and find some writers from the 90s mm-hmm. so they can write it because i don't want that like cheesy saturday morning cartoon uh writing style of the original trilogy to be gone um, so yeah, that's all I want. I want the exact same type of humour, um, I want the same characters, I just want more of the original trilogy, mm-hmm. basically. Okay, yeah, that, I mean, that is essentially what, like, they did with Crash 4, so, I mean... Yeah. Like, that, Maybe that would not probably the time travel good. bit. Maybe they didn't actually, like, go back to the 90s and well, force yeah. some people to come back to 2020, well, but... I mean, that, that was how they know. did... That was kind of how they justified Crash 4, because it's called It's About Time, and in that game, yeah. Crash Bandicoot travels back to the 90s before the bad games were made. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it's hilarious that they went through all that trouble, but maybe they'll do a Spyro too. Uh, Annie, what are you thinking? Um, I think, well, I think, like, one of the things that made the, like, Reignited trilogy, like, so cool for a lot of people was the fact that, like, they had a lot of those things where, like, you could still do the same cheat codes, and you can still do, like go back to the same music so i mean i was kind of on the same stream of like i feel like they need to keep that um like original idea and feel to like really keep like the old fans on it um and everything like that and obviously making it look like very very pretty and have very very good music yeah i think that's probably good and i think that like definitely having like Stuart copeland at least consult on the music would be good and having it feel authentically like this first three games um yeah but uh nico what do you think uh yeah definitely you know music uh, animation style writing all of that to be more uh towards the original games in the series and also i would add like inside the levels themselves they had some really cool and really clear themes um in the first three games within the levels um you know based on the music the characters and the npcs in those level also the enemies in those levels all of it kind of you know, went together to make really cool themes. So I think bringing some of that back and maybe exploring, you know, different types of levels, maybe like desert levels and, you know, more underwater levels or whatever they, they can think of, but just like having cool and clear themes. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a good point. And that's one thing that I think a lot of platformers didn't have is that like every level in Spyro has different enemies that are themed around that level in the, in the first few games. And like, you know, in Mario, in, like, Mario 64, there's, like, a dozen enemies, maybe, right? And they're, like, you know, used over and over again, and nobody really cares. But, like, in Spyro, you never see the same enemy in two different levels, which is crazy how many different creatures with different powers they had to create. That's um, true. Yeah, especially back then. But, um, yeah, I, I would love to see more continuation of that, definitely. Like, and I, I kind of think that having a Mario Odyssey almost themed to it of, like, traveling around the world would be awesome. Like, having, like, a distinctly, like, this is, like, a Latin America stage, and, like, this is, like, a South Africa stage, and this is, like, an India stage, oh, yeah. you know? yeah, that'd be a really good idea, yeah. 
just themed around those kinds of things, but I, I don't know. I, I think that probably, I'm guessing, honestly, like, with the great work they did on the Crash and Spyro remakes and then Crash 4, like, I, I'm assuming Spyro 4 will be very good anyway, so. Um, yeah, okay, so I guess let's let's wrap it up here. Um, I want to say, uh, I guess, thank you to Todd Howard. I don't know what he did this time. Um, yeah, this might be our first episode where we haven't mentioned him before I haven't actually point, mentioned him. So. Um, he did not buy Spyro and make terrible games with it. Yes, That's true. thank you, Todd. Thank you, Todd. Um, but yeah, uh, Activision. You know what? Act, by, by by buying Spyro and making terrible games, Activision made Bethesda look a lot better by comparison. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, okay, so uh, yeah, you can find us at uh, gameluster.com and for our videos and stuff, uh, hit us up at youtube.com/gameluster. Um, Reed, do you have any anything you want to plug quickly? I suppose not really. I mean, we've got that video coming out soon, though. Uh, where yeah, we, yeah. Uh, I've, I've been very bogged accurately, down. Yeah, yeah. guess where uh, Nero have managed to almost perfectly guess the plot to Final Fantasy X using just out-of-context screenshots. So, yeah, yeah look out for that. It was, like, weirdly accurate, but I think the thing was just nailing that that one guy was a racist at the beginning. That was my favorite bit. It was hilarious. I showed you the picture of Wacker in the first, I think, like, the second slide, and you just took one look at him and went, he's a racist. And I was like, fuck, that's, that's the whole <laughs> game spoiled for you, you know? It's a gift. <laughs> it's a um, yeah, so that'll be coming out soon. I also am working on a uh, video for... Uh, uh, doing a reading of the Animal Crossing fanfic Welcome to Camp for uh, Spooktober, which is, I think, the best fanfic I've read in my whole life. Which It's a horror fanfic about Animal Crossing. Amazing. Um, Spooky. It's very, very scary. It's actually, it's like a body horror thing. It's very scary. Um, uh, yeah, and then, um, yeah, obviously we have, uh, oh, I'm doing my top tens as videos now, so check those out. Um, they'll be on our, our YouTube page. Uh, Nikhil, do you want to plug anything? Um... Nothing to plug, just uh, we're in the midst of the League of Legends World Championship right now, which is always an exciting time. Um, there's about two weeks left until the finals, so I think they're reaching some record viewership numbers, so still getting crazy. Oh, nice. Okay. Are, uh, are you still doing League stuff? Um, I'm playing and watching. That's about it right now. Not on any like teams or anything. Okay. Uh, Annie, you want to plug anything? Um, I don't have anything necessarily. Uh, if you're in America, go vote. That's all I got. Yes. That's a good... Specifically, please go vote for Biden. I'm not going to beat around the fucking bush. <laughs> uh, agreed. And and if you would like to vote for Trump, please uh, delete this podcast and uh, leave me alone. <laughs> okay. Um, great. Then I guess let's uh, get our, our last word for our winner, uh, which is, I guess it's me and... Oh, and uh, Nikhil, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. With we, our uh, we both cheeseburger won. Pokemon. Yeah. Um, Game Freak okay, right we got it. Yeah, che some cheeseburger Pokemon. Um, okay, so th well, let's think for a second, and then uh, we're gonna go out, and at the same time, we're gonna give we're gonna give a name to our cheeseburger Pokemon. Okay. We have to say it at the same yeah. time. Uh, just just me and you. because oh. we have to take us out. We have to take us out All jointly because right. we both want. Okay. Shall I do so, the countdown? Okay. Three, two, one. Heart disease. Cheese are back. What? <laughs> Wait, what was your... <laughs> Heart disease or... I said cheese are back. Because oh. he's got a back made of cheese. Well, this mine gives you heart disease. Where's the... Where's the bun? <laughs> His back is made of cheese. I don't know what to tell you. What kind of burgers have you been eating? Where the, the 
top is the cheese. The top is the cheese, and there's Wait, two buns underneath. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a And the buns are his mouth. The two buns on the bottom are his mouth. What? No, so the cheese is like a hat. <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna create this creature for the poster for this one. He's actually yeah, just full of rage because the person who made him didn't do it properly. Disease or yeah, like scissor, but heart disease or.